0: Welcome to the May fourth edition of Dong City. Henry Maldonado Jr., Vince Mercandetti. We got Brian Burns again. And what would have been the May fourth MLB giveaway in every stadium? We are still quarantined. So uh,
1: I I like that. We have intro. a lot to
0: get to. Get- yeah, May 4th is the best day and uh, one of the best days in, in all of baseball, man. Uh, teams get good. They have the, the parades on the field. They have the giveaways. You know, it's it's one of those days that sucks not to have any baseball.
1: Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to miss a few of those. Mother's Day, May 4th, uh, opening day, obviously the traditional one, but Wearing the American hat, you blasted Star Wars, both those things make me very happy because I am as optimistic as ever, and we never gave up on this season, but I am as optimistic as ever there will definitely be baseball, and I think we can even pinpoint and it's what we already predicted exactly when it might start. Um, thank you, Henry and Brian, again for joining me. We have a few articles we're going to get to today that have come out in this past week, starting with Jeff Kassan's big article in ESPN. Which was then immediately trumped by Bob Nightingale, which was then immediately trumped by the Tampa Bay Times. And now, as of just a few minutes ago, all of that's trumped by Trevor Plouffe, the uh, former twin. I don't know where he is now. I feel like he's in a hitting park somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah, literally.
1: <laughs> so, and Brian, I think we might be losing you there. But um, oh, there
2: you
1: are. isn't he? Yeah. Oh,
2: he's just a podcaster, isn't
1: he? Trevor Plouffe? Yeah.
2: Are no. is he still playing?
1: Oh, still I thought playing. he was I'm playing. pretty sure he's still playing. I can't yeah. imagine he's not. I think he's still playing. Oh, okay. That's yeah. My bad. That's our, that's our first question here to the group is let us know if Trevor Plouffe is physically on a team right now. But he did just tweet that he has been told by multiple sources spring training is going to start. Um, June 10th, I think, is the date he gave out there. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Which kind of correlates with everything else that's come out. And, um, oh, I've been told he's not still playing. So there you go. Good call, Brian. Uh, So former Major League Baseball player Trevor Kloof's been told by multiple sources that uh, spring training is going to start sometime in mid-June. I think June 10th is the date he gave out. Let's back this up, Henry and Brian, to – the original timeline. Let's start with Jeff Kassan's article. We can kind of go through it, dissect it a little bit, and then discuss the updates to it and uh, and get your take. But before all of that, let me know both of you will start with Henry. Again, same question I asked you a couple months ago. When is baseball starting?
0: I had the uh, original date was July 4th, and it looks like I'm right on the mark. I'm going to go with July 4th.
1: <clears throat> Brian what do you think Brian you can since you're new to this you can say first of all do you think there will be baseball and if you do when do you think it'll start so
2: um I was kind of resigned to the fact that because I think it's a lot more complicated than just not having fans in the stands um you know trainers media PR people whatever I was resigned to the fact that I didn't think there were, we were going to have it I thought it was kind of a a fluff to kind of like get through a PR thing of like instead of holding out hope to the last possible second, because I feel like that's what um, corporations do (laughs) is make you hold out hope to the last minute. like, Oh yeah. Sorry guys. When the whole time we knew there wasn't going to be baseball, let's just say hypothetically, there was going to be baseball. So I'm actually, I, and partially because I didn't want to disappoint myself. (laughs) You know, I didn't want to get my hope.
1: Fans are doing that now is they're kind of safeguarding against themselves by saying there's definitely not going to be baseball, even though in the back of their mind, I think they believe there's going to be baseball. I mean,
2: not not to get all trapped, but I mean, don't you guys think? I mean, it, it's not just players and fans. I mean, there's the media, there's PR people, there's front office people that are there day-to-day, there's the people in the clubhouse, clubhouse attendants. I mean, I just think there's a lot more to it, you know?
1: Yeah, well, one of these articles we'll discuss, Brian, is going to go over the barriers mm-hmm. we still have to cross. But right. um, for now, though, I mean, where you're at in this exact moment, do you feel there's going to be baseball? Yeah. Yeah. You do. Okay.
2: Yeah, I, I think as as long as we progress, you know, as we're trending as a country, I, I think I think there will be. Like I said, I think uh, I I always thought like like Henry, you know, if there was baseball, it was going to be, you know, maybe not July Fourth. I was going to say like mid July.
1: You okay, know. So you're a mid July guy. Yeah. Um, I have said I said the first time we did this uh, to fill you and Brian, Henry and I discussed this back in February, like before the quarantine or like right yeah. after the quarantine started. And we both had decided, I looked through the Yankee schedule in particular, and we found that if the season started the first week of July sometime, they can get 90 games in. And if they condensed it a little bit with like double headers and whatnot, or combining two game series into one day, they can get it probably to about 100 games. It's like a realistic number. If you started in July, and if you also backed the season up by one week, so it would end basically going into the second week of November instead of right around Halloween. Um, I think as the the season is right now, I think it would end like October 26th-ish. But if you had a seven-game World Series and you extended it a week, I think it would go through like the first week of November. So that was what we originally arrived at. Now – I don't think much has changed from that timeline, Henry. I think that uh, Passan brings up a good point. And to your point, Brian, May is going to be the absolute crucial month. It's do or die time. Mm -hmm. They need to know whether they can advance by the end of this month. And when I say advance, I mean start summoning people for spring training. Because if you go into July without starting spring training, you're then talking about the season, not starting till late July or August. And then you're talking about, something extreme, something less than an 80-game season or something that's not a season at all. It's more like a tournament or playing into, like, <laughs> which Henry likes, or playing into, like, December, something completely unprecedented that would be completely abnormal. Well, um, like Rizzo
2: said, with that, then you jeopardize almost two seasons. Because yeah, and then
1: you have to talk. – you're right. You then have to talk about how does 2021 start when you are cutting off the winter.
2: Right, like literally, you know, free agency starts. I mean, I know, what, in regular time, free agency starts, right, like maybe a day after the World Series, two days after. Mm-hmm. We well, almost have to sign guys, like, two or three weeks after free agency starts. When now it could be one or two months. I don't know. I just think there's a lot. I, Rizzo brought that point up. Anthony Rizzo did. Um, and I thought it was a good point, you know. It's like timelines are already shifted for this season. How are you – yeah. How are you going to make sure that it doesn't we touched on screw that. up 20,
1: 2021?
0: We touched on that, and I think what we came to is it would be a great time to reduce the number of games overall. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so let's get into that aspect of things. Um, there's variables. We're going to get to those that still have to be crossed. Um, Matt, you had commented I'm talking about spring training starting in mid-June. If they, everyone seems to think the regular season is that first week of July sometime at this, at this point with what we know now. Um, and the pace of which states are opening up, uh, assuming that there's not, like, insane uh, pushback from that. But I, I would personally say July 1st, and I only say July 1st is the middle of the week. And I think July 4th would be that first weekend where all teams are playing. And that is, I'm talking ratings through the ass, <laughs> if you can pull that off. If you have that. Just, just have baseball it. July 4th weekend. Everyone's feeling super patriotic because there's baseball on, and you 're through the quarantine that's that's massive
0: not to mention having an opening day on July fourth would mean m l b got it right, so i don't expect
1: Huracana. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be one of the most memorable fourth of Julys uh, probably in definitely in our lifetime, maybe in our nation 's history and i'm not even be, i'm not even exaggerating if you have a seat the only season I think that's gone through. June with no actual baseball, and you're starting a July 4th weekend, it's huge. And they don't need an all-star weekend if you're starting it then. So that's the goal. Now, there's a lot of things that we kind of have to discuss, one of which is in the news, they've been going back and forth as far as how we're going to go about this, uh, which is obviously there's some big question marks there. But alignment-wise, I know Henry and I are on the same page with this from a Yankees fan standpoint. I'm all about the spring training. <laughs> if you want to give us the Grapefruit League, I am all about it because that means Pirates and Marlins. And it doesn't mean we're really taking on much else as far as elite teams go. But the uh, the thing Tampa Bay Times released, much to my dismay, is that now they're talking like East teams are in one place, West teams are in one place, Central, and it's going to be three hubs. You do that from a Yankee fan standpoint. And Brian, I don't know if you've looked at this from a Cubs fan standpoint. Yankee fan standpoint, that means we're taking on the Nationals. We're taking on the Mets, who always play us tough. We're taking on the Phillies, who should be you know decent. Uh, we're, we're getting the Marlins, but then we're we're also getting the Nationals and Braves. Yeah. So that to me is a downgrade. Uh, plus the AL East, which is always usually a pain in the ass to begin with. But um, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm look. I want to see. Last time I looked, we were against a lot of like the AL Central. So it'd be like the Tigers, Twins. We would have the Cardinals in our division. Um, last time I, saw, I, I feel like it's switched a couple times. I could be wrong.
1: I think you're pro- I think they line up. I mean, it would be the East, yeah. the Centrals, and West in the three in the three hub scenario, which I think is like Arizona, Florida, and maybe one other place that's close to the Midwest. Um, but then there's also this this new one. What Trevor Plouffe, I think in his tweet, said that he didn't think that they would have any hubs. It would just be home stadiums opening, which I yeah, find a little far-fetched.
0: Home stadiums. He didn't really get too much into, but he just said home stadiums.
1: Yeah, which I don't. I just, I, as optimistic but, as I am, I don't see any way the Yankees have Opening Day in July. Anymore. Can I just
2: say though that I love this era we're growing up in? How you know anyone's a media source basically, but I kind of miss the days where Buster only and Peter Gammons were my sources, and that was it. <laughs> well,
0: when yeah. you blame the ASPN, They decided to abandon baseball,
2: so yeah. But it's just yeah. like, but yeah, you know, well, but no, but like even before there was just like there was no Trevor proof. Ploof, whether he's on a roster or not saying sources, you know, it was just, it was ESPN. And and that was it. It wasn't like half journalists saying stuff, you know,
0: you have yeah. the players who want, want to get into media and, and, you know, yeah. I guess breaking stories is the quickest way to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Which now that I know he's not playing, that's almost certainly Trevor Ploof's angle in this is trying to get into the media in some capacity. Exactly. Um, I mean, what if
2: he's dead wrong? What if, I mean, just, it's a couple kind of those things like not that we, we can go back, like we waste our time here, but what if he's completely dead wrong?
1: You know,
0: <laughs> his journalistic integrity equals his playing career, which is shitty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, I mean, Florida and Arizona are the natural hubs because they've got mm-hmm. uh, all the spring training facilities. So you can easily, just between those two places, you can easily, I think, have, all, have 15 or uh, 30 stadiums. Um, you add a third hub, it makes it even better, and the travel's minimalized. So I get, I get all the logic there. It's really a question of, I think, what condition the states are going to be in. And also, that's the one logistics thing I'm a little confused about is, what if, say, 19 teams are good starting at home? Are you going to go that route, or are you going to stick everyone in a hub even if their states are open? Because, like, again, like the Yankees and Mets are not – there's almost no way they're playing opening day in New York. So it's not going to be every team that's open. So what do you do in that case? Especially
0: not on the same day.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, also a good point. <laughs> I mean, are the Yankees going to be front-loaded on the road where they're just playing on the road for a month? Because that doesn't seem fair either. So I don't know what the plan is for that. There's other variables too. But the other things we want to throw in here, Brian, I'll get your take on this, is Henry and I have all sorts of conspiracy theories on this season that this is very much a trial year for a lot of things. We've got social distancing in place. So we're going to have some robot umps or some sort of umpire adjustments. They've already taken a 30% pay cut since we last yep. talked. So certainly if you have robot ups, you're not going to be making the full salary you used to make because you're doing less work. We've got, um, the games are going to need to be faster, maybe less innings because you're going to have closer together, less off days. So those, mm-hmm. in, those seven inning double headers are probably going to be put in play this year. Universal DH, because you might be mixing your AL and NL teams. That's going to probably be in play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other other things that we've talked about, Henry, where this is a oh, shortened season in general. They've been talking about that for a while. How are fans going to react with a shorter sample size? Expanded rosters because you're going to need more pitchers if you're having games so close together and a lot of double headers. So the rosters might be 30 players this year or something around that. Uh, previously it was 25, set to be 26 this season anyway. They might just skip over that go to 30. Mm-hmm. The trade deadline the and the um, – expanded rosters in September were already going to be adjusted. Now who knows what they're going to go with. So all these things happening. Do you think there's any credence there, Brian? Do you think that this is the trial season for a lot of things that might stick in the future?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think like just like any other um, industries that are probably doing trial runs right now on a lot of things. And then after this is over, they're like, Oh, well, you know, this happened to work. So we'll just do this for the next 50 years. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I mean, we know the robot umpires is coming already that was coming, you know, within the next five years, pandemic or not. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I know the shorter season thing's tricky because less season, less money, and no one wants to do that. Players, TV, you know, executives, TV contracts, all that stuff. Um, but do I think that seven, eight, eight and double doubleheaders will last past this year? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of baseball, has, yeah, as we both know, Baseball has a lot of um, old timers' opinions to it, old timer like stigma, I guess. Where change is very hard,
0: mm-hmm. and to
2: change the framework that much, I just don't think it'd be changed. Um, but I think baseball. I mean, you know, it's sport. like a lot of other industries.
1: It's, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, money is going to guide it. I'm sure, Henry. You have thoughts on that.
0: Oh, always. Not, but Fran in the comment section brings up a good point about. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, super two status and. and how we deal with minor leagues and service time will also be affected drastically as well. So, so well yeah. and
2: my thing is guys, say we have a season. Are you guys worried about the product that we would see? Like yeah we have baseball, but think about what what I think wasn't the maybe the NFL that went through like it was like the officiating. Like the product was awful. They were there. But when it replaced withficials
0: I think I, I think you can make an argument that the product will be better because you have less games and they have to be more competitive. So, you know, traditionally you hear them say baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, you can close a 10-game gap in a month or so where you may not have that time now. So every game counts. Get your ass out there. If if you're not 100%, go play, where we've kind of been, you know, cushioning players now. So I I think actually it's the opposite. I think we'll get better baseball somehow. You
2: think? Oh, that's good. And actually, I just want to throw that out there because, you know, with having to start up, calm down, rev up back again. I don't know. I just feel like it could be rougher a first portion have, of the season.
1: I have concerns, Brian, about the stopping and starting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing it's individualized by me- by medical staff per team. I don't know what the plan is to ramp back up. I mean, I know that they're going to do another spring training, but I don't know if there's any sort of issues from the first spring training, and I don't know. I don't know, like, the, the lifeline of a pitcher in particular um, in this situation going into the regular season. Are you because like, in April, like, pitchers are still kind of getting eased in until really, like, towards the mid to end of the month when they're on full pitch counts and everything is all systems mm-hmm. go. Are you going to do that in a short season when you have maybe 90 games to decide your entire season? Because that, that I don't know. So that's the one thing I worry about. The, the other thing I worry about is Aaron Boone in particular, just from a selfish standpoint, is he going to still bench guys twice a week like he does in 162-game season? Because any have like, Labor Torres playing 50 games. And, <laughs> and I don't know if I can deal – I don't know if he's smart enough and whoever is helping him with this pacing is smart enough to understand, like, smaller sample size means less margin for error. We can't just throw away games like we do every year. And the Yankees give away a good five to 10 games just by proxy of how much they bench guys. And I don't see a whole lot of results in that strategy where guys come back and they hit, you know, three home runs because they got benched the day before. I see a lot of guys who are red hot. He benches them. They're 24 years old, 26 years old, whatever. He benches them anyway. They come back and, and nothing's different. So that's my concern. I'm sure there's other managers out there that, you know, you can comment if you're either Phillies I'm guessing were like that. Um, I know Kappler was big in analytics, uh, Girardi, I don't know if we will be like that, but th- those are like my concerns is.
0: But that, that's what I was talking about that I think because of that, how they manage changes as well it has to.
1: Yeah, to it does have to. Yeah, they have to adjust. As far as the season being shortened, that doesn't really bother me. I don't think the quality will suffer. And I also don't think the season will be Ill- illegitimate. Because if you get a 90 or 100 game season, That, to me, is still a very large sample size of games. I know baseball is used to a larger one. But if this was happening to football and you had, like, a nine-game season, then, to me, I'm like, there's a lot of teams out there who probably would have made the playoffs if they had a full 16, Mm -hmm. now soon-to-be 17-game season. Baseball, there's not a lot, especially right now, the way teams are constructed. There's not a lot, I think, that would change between game 90 and game 162. Here's the thing. me, Baseball's already really teams. random.
2: You're right. Well, I agree. I, I just think that I pray to God that if it's not the Cubs winning the World Series, or I'll just say because I'm in front of Yankees fans, the Yankees, <laughs> I pray to God it's like some random ass team that would never win the World Series otherwise. Let's just go to Royals, Pirates, <laughs> yeah. Marlins, Padres, which are, the partners will be more closer because they're closer than those other teams. Yeah. But. Mariners, Mariners break their streak in this weird season. That's the only way the Mariners can win a World Series, like because it would it would to, to every fan not in that city. If you're going to have an asterisk, you know the conversation would be, well, you know they only did it because of this, or you know baseball is so fluky that you had a 80 game season. It's going to be even flukier, you know. I don't I, probably, don't. I
0: guess it depends. I mean, every year we have one or two teams that no one really saw being any good coming out and, and you know,
2: being a competitive look at team. How, Look at how these teams made in, like, September, August or September, that second half thing. But if the season ended at the All-Star break, best team in baseball.
1: Well, <laughs> well, not to pick on them, but the Mets are a great example, I think. Yeah, it's a team yeah, no. usually has a great first half or at least a really good first month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and maybe they'd still be kicking around. The last year was a bad example because they kind of sucked well, out in the middle of the year. But usually, like, they like, that's a team that might trail off and miss a spot. But here's the counterpoint to that. There's going to be an expanded playoff, which is also a precursor for the future. Yeah. So those teams who maybe were going to go on this run, like the Oakland A's come to mind, I feel like they've done it a couple times, where they get red hot and then make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then you have other teams who might fall up, like the Mariners have, you know, they might be hovering 500 and then they completely fall off. Mm-hmm. Those teams might still make the playoffs, though, because you well, now we're talking maybe – 14 teams are going to make the playoffs this year, I think, when all is said and done instead of the 10 that we've been used to and the eight before that.
2: Well, it's funny you brought up the Mets. I almost made a Mets joke about the starting and stopping because they have a hard enough time staying healthy just for a through new the regular timeline.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: starting and stopping, that's – I mean, you're going four-fifths of the rotation on the DL first week of the second season. The Yankees
0: and yeah. That's a, a, a medical staff, I think, you know, we just share a medical staff and then- – Right,
1: it's a New York problem in general. Here's my concern, Brian, too, again, as a Yankee fan. Yes, we're probably getting Paxton, probably getting Judge. Uh, Maybe even at this point we might be getting close to Hicks for opening day, which was a pipe dream in April. But if those guys come back and get hurt again, which everyone on the Yankees seems to be able to do, they're now gone for the year. (laughs) And there's there's no second chances here. That scares the hell out of me. Terry
0: Sanchez is good for two the since a year.
1: Yeah, I mean, as soon as Sanchez' groin starts barking in like mid late July, after he's been playing for a few weeks, he's out like most of the year at that point. I mean,
2: Chris Bryant, you know, it could be a it, it's a fast turf out there in Arizona, so he could you know twist his ankle or something on a on a fast.
1: Yeah, guy gets hit in the hand this year by a pitch. He's out for six weeks. Six weeks is what half the season, <laughs> so. Uh, those are big concerns, and I can see that argument as far as, you know, is it legitimate, is it not? But I, I'm going from a sample size standpoint. If you can give me 90-plus games, I'm not questioning who won the World Series this year in the future. You know, you want to have this conversation 10 years from now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not questioning it. I think you earned it, especially if you go through an expanded playoff.
0: I think if we have baseball at all, whoever wins, I mean, they're the champion. Yeah, now you get into a tournament. <laughs> Do you think we're without
2: fans the whole year? Do you think we're without fans in October? No, I don't.
0: November, December. I think we're gonna be without fans for a while. I don't because think. I
2: think I think the thing that was weird about October is because October baseball, more so than any other time of year for baseball, is that atmosphere of you know three two count everyone's yelling right. screaming whatever, and to have like Joe Buck and John Fultz saying all that and not have any like emotion in the background, it just it just be weird. I feel be like,
1: tough for broadcasters. Right. Yeah,
2: like I mean, I just feel like you'd be sitting at home. Like, it's it, it's still October, especially if our teams are in it. But it's <laughs> it it, it, it uh, feels like anticlimactic. You know, I don't know. Just, like, it's, okay. we'll just see how we feel when we get there, yeah. kind of thing. Hard you for know?
0: Players too. I mean, players feed off of that energy, yeah.
2: right? I mean, LeBron James said it best. He's like, we're here for fans. It's like I get most a lot of my energy right when the uh, NBA started or stopped. He's like, I'm not going to play without fans. Like.
1: I'm very Why? not
2: only
0: that, it changes the sound of the game. So, you have, have no fans that ball getting hit. You know, you gonna it's going to hear different. We're going to hear every ball being caught by catchers, we're going to hear everything very differently. The sound of the game changes.
2: Yeah, let me ask you guys this. You know, over the years, I've heard like you know how, um, I guess offensively friendly Arizona is. You know, they balls fly out of the ballpark not just in the Arizona, but just in the different spring training facilities. We know nothing you,
0: about
2: that. <laughs> are you – would you be – I don't know. How would you feel about every game being like a course field game?
1: I mean, Possibly. we dealt with two games in London last year. Nothing will yeah. ever beat how shitty that experience was. Oh, it was? I don't see I,
2: – I, I, I wasn't up, and it didn't involve my teams. I just saw highlights. What was wrong with that? Everything.
1: It was, <laughs> it was a home run derby. Oh,
2: really? Was it short porches?
1: I think every game was teams had double digits. Yeah, it just it wasn't a great product because, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you're talking like Yankees would lead by six, Red Sox would come back the next inning. Red Sox would lead by five, Yankees would come. Like it just it, it was wasn't a game. it wasn't baseball. It was uh, and yes, it was short dimensions. It was apparently like. The way the ball traveled in the ballpark. Obviously, the lineups were both elite, so that didn't help. But uh, the pitching wasn't. Uh, that for some reason they couldn't like grip the ball or something. I don't. Yeah, know. The yeah,
2: ball different. That's funny. I, the Cubs were supposed to go over there this year. They're not. Obviously, not doing it now. Yeah, but, yeah. The
1: cards, right?
0: That was supposed to be a couple. Yeah. Card. Yeah. Cancel the international game.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, I
2: in case I know in case you're curious, the uh the the divisions Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, Nationals, Orioles, Phillies, Pirates, Blue Jays, Rays, Marlins. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Cardinals, Royals, Reds, Indians, Twins. Brew-
1: so basically the NL Central and AL Central.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, have to give
0: Brian a better mic next time. <laughs>
1: yeah, Brian. Brian's getting cut out every. But yeah,
0: I I agree with Brian. I think from all the proposals I've seen, that's the one I like the most. Um, I think you get the most competitive baseball from that proposal.
1: You're talking the grapefruit one.
0: No, not the grapefruit one. the the three team, the three division ten team one.
2: Yeah, this is a, this is a, the Nightingale story from six okay. days ago. Gotcha. He, all right,
0: so the, yeah, that one. Yeah. I think that's my favorite. Um, Realignment proposal so far. Um, outside of the the Braves the Braves and the Pirates, I don't get how that worked logistically. But, but um,
1: I would love if you can have at least four hubs, um, because then you've got basically a normal playoff in my mind. Like I know it's not six divisions, but you can take you should, then I the think top you
0: recede. I, I I think change the whole everything about the playoffs.
1: Have fun with it. Yeah, well, t- to that point, if we're looking at a 14-team playoff, which for some whatever reason I think is going to happen, I it's just a hunch that I have. We're going to have seven on each side, probably have a bye week for the top seed uh, along with home field advantage, and then you'll have two through six, three versus f- – two through six, three versus – how does that work?
0: One and two would get a bye.
1: right. Seven teams in each division, though, so it should be it should be three matchups in the first one in each division with the top seed getting a bye, right? Two versus six, three. I don't
0: know. It would be the top two teams getting a bye. Oh,
1: all right, yeah. Three, four, yeah. five, six. Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> Major Greenford. But, yeah, so I think if you're doing the 14-team playoff, then, yeah, you're going to have uh, the divisions don't matter as much because you basically take the top of whatever that is and then have the best records behind it. Um, I'm not too bothered about how they do the division alignment. Like I said, I prefer Grapefruit just because it's easier. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to do it Bob Nightingale style, that's fine with me too. I think that ultimately that's where this virus is still a concern. You have to do it with the smartest option.
0: So I I think what they're doing is they're focusing on um, just getting a season together. If you've noticed, there's been no talk about postseason alignment. I just think they're going to go – and wing it and say, let's see where the virus is and what the situation is as we get closer to the end of the season go from there.
2: My question is, and I think this is probably a big question on as we're discussing the possibilities of how to reopen this or how to start the season, is how long of a leash do you get? What if a bullpen coach gets COVID? Nobody else, just the COVID, the bullpen coach. Do you quarantine him and still continue the season, or do you, would it take like a Justin Verlander to get, oh? Henry,
1: what do you think? I think
0: um, I think Brian's mic sucks again. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think they'll have to take extraordinary measures. I think you'll have to. Hopefully, by then the testing will be at a point where we could get rapid testing, and I think you'll have to do something as as drastic as test the players daily.
1: Yeah, I take well,
0: you take temperatures daily, and and you know,
1: I did read on this Tampa article that they won't do it unless um, unless. All the players can like have access to testing. Yeah, that's one of the prerequisites for starting the season, which makes sense. And again, I don't think that's an unobtainable goal by the time mid June hits for spring training or July and whatnot. I like at this point, I'm beyond. I look at this from this is a major corporation that made ten billion dollars last year. There's money in it for everyone. They're gonna do. They're gonna move heaven and earth to have baseball. Yeah. No mm-hmm. baseball at all would be catastrophic for this sport especially when you know your main competitors are football who's almost not going to be affected at all hockey who can play indoors and basketball who can play indoors they can start any this year, and, and finish what they started, and they already got part of a season in basketball and hockey's case. Baseball cannot afford to sit on the sidelines. I know it sounds anus because we're talking about people's lives here, but I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. There is right. a, a less than 1% chance you will see no baseball this year, whether it's a Well, the thing that's going to be, be annoying whatever.
2: to hear is from non-sports media p- things. is like, well, we got people still dying every day, and yet they're playing a sport. And, it, and that, that rhetoric or narrative out there is going to be annoying to hear.
1: It um, is, and it's I, wrong I, it, because we it, need this. Sport is
0: sports. it really wrong? It's not really <laughs>
1: wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not it. wrong. Like, <laughs> I, in, a, in its actual context, it's not wrong. But the counter to that is when we're in situations like this, just natural human tendencies, natural American tendencies, we need sports. It's that simple. If you're playing yeah. sports at the risk of people dying, yeah, I mean, that's a legitimate problem. But if they can get it to a point and, where you
2: shouldn't say it's, it's annoying. I wanna take I felt like a a hole there. It's not annoying, it's just like but you know that's gonna come up. It's like X, Y, and Z is still happening, but yet they're playing a silly well, game. You know, it's like, but like but to your point though, it's billions of dollars are, that are you know, they're gonna a billion dollar company is gonna have more power than
1: everyone. other entities everyone's incentive here is for baseball not just baseball not just the players not just the owners but the local governments uh you've already seen Ducey in arizona he's like 100 on board with this because the Mm -hmm. states need to make money i mean everyone economically is just hammered right now Mm -hmm. people government sports (laughs) everyone is suffering right now economically there's just no way that you have this solution here with minimal to moderate health risk but the flip side to that is you can you can make yourself a few billion dollars this season it just it's just not you're not going to see that in America you're not going to pass up that opportunity I I, it could sound horrible I know but that's just how it is you will see baseball this season in some context in some way
0: and I think they've they've also done a really good job with multiple proposals and letting them leak out to kind of get the temperature of what people are thinking as well.
2: Right. I think that's smart to kind of like let us in the know. So just not us sitting in a corner in the dark being like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, just kind of like, hey, this is what we're toiling with, you know.
0: So they, they definitely have a plan and, and they're trying to do what's best for the players and, and, you know, for the support staff involved to make sure that, you know, they do make the right choices. Because like you said, if someone comes down with it, then you have a set of problems that you have to deal with, which are different.
1: By the way. Because I, mean, plan- I
0: always want.
2: What if Rudy Gobert didn't get it? When does the world stop? You know, how long do we go?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there there has to be a healing process. Um, the baseball can we, is usually. Can we
0: bring back Mike Piazza just to
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> just hit hit a, hit a clutch home run. We we um, need, we need America. We need a Piazza-esque uh, moment. He should be wearing a cape when he does it too. So,
2: fun fact, I went to Piazza's Griffey's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Like, I was there in that weekend and stuff. And yeah. there's a TV just for that home run. It just That's plays cool. over and over again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they Not to get all morbid, but they also play it on a loop in the 9-11 museum. It's, like, that important into American society yeah. <laughs> That is that home run.
0: And I was there.
1: That is you cool. You were? Yeah, oh, wow. Uh, that is cool. By the way, my Facebook had frozen, so I'm missing out on like a billion comments, which is great.
0: You know what sucks is I I can't see past
2: the American Society.
0: I see like it five, five comments, front. and I was there.
2: Yeah, and my uh, my mic uh, cut out right when you when you guys were answering my question about how far do we go if a bullpen catcher gets it or Justin Verlander gets oh, it?
1: I I think that they. Um, I mean, if it's Verlander, that's a bigger situation to me than the bullpen coach. Not to, like, marginalize someone's life. But well, it, um, I, I think that you, there has to be a protocol in place for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but they have to have some sort of protocol in place. And mm-hmm. I, like Henry said, they just, they're going to have to test the shit out of these people. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little uncomfortable for the players. And I think, guys, I, I was in the comment section criticizing Mike Trout for his comments on this. Guys like Mike Trout have to accept that. It's it's not going to be your ideal season. You may have to be away from your family longer than you want to be. You may have to be in some sort of quarantine. You may have to get tested a lot. And it's not to pick on Mike Trout individually, but players need to understand this season. Here's the other thing, too. This season they need to make some compromises. And I almost always, like 99.9% of the time, side with players when it comes to their arguments with the owners. All about capitalism over here. Players deserve what they get. It's what their market value is. Mm -hmm. But this season, they're going to have to come together, and and there are things, especially money-wise, that they're going to have to reach. Like, how are the salaries paid out and stuff like that? Because the teams aren't going to be making the same money they normally would. Players are going to be expecting their full contracts. Um, I think they talked about – Revenue sharing? Yeah, they talked about prorated pay, but the owners want to pay even less than that. And Mm -hmm. to your point, one of the solutions was revenue sharing. Whatever the revenue is, you assign in a percentage to the owners and then you assign a percentage to the players. They split the pot. It's some sort of math formula. I'm sure to figure that out. But uh, lives, you lives also have
0: an issue with the revenue sharing with team to team.
1: Yeah. And how does the, the corporate welfare work this you, year?
0: You have something <laughs> like, uh, you know, let's say we put in a policy. I say we like I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's say we there's a policy in place where you know, because the elderly are the most, you know, affected by this, you know, we, well, again, with the we, let's say MLB says you can't come in if you're 65 or older, 60 or older, you know, do you protect senior citizens? Do you, there's a lot to play with there.
1: Yeah. By the way, my very smart, Fellow Reds fans, since they're my second favorite team, Bruce Richardson finally figured out the math for me. That was two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five. Cannot Sometimes when you're just live on air, you uh, can't do simple math. That was the simple math I was trying to figure out for a playoff. I do think it'll be 14 teams. I do think it'll be probably at least two division winners because I'm imagining there will be more than one division, but that doesn't even matter. It'll be seeded one through seven in some capacity in both leagues. And then you'll have everyone except the top seeds playing each other. So
0: I just hope the competition committee grows a pair of balls and says, okay, after the season, there's just some things we're going to keep. We're going to realign divisions, we're going to keep DHs for all, get used to it.
1: It's going to happen. I mean, like I said, there's just no way that you can say 2020 is going to happen and whatever, and however it does and 2021, will have no repercussions from it. Like something's going to carry over. And then you've got the CBA issue at the end of 2021. So.
0: Then you have issues like trades, you know, trades, like a Mookie Betts trade, you get your trading for guys with one season on their contracts, like, how do you compensate the team somehow? Do you give them a comp draft pick? Do you give them
1: – And Tony Clark and the Players Union has to realize that aspect of this. Yes, you, you, you want to push for as much money as you can get this season, but if you don't and if you refuse to play and if there is no season, 2021's free agency period will be dog shit. Guys like Mookie Betts are going to get paid pennies on the dollar – and DJ it'll be, like
0: be two, three years ago when, when no one was mo- when no one was getting those big deals. It'll be worse. Yeah,
1: it'll be worse than that because owners are going to have to need a few years to recoup what they lost. So they have have the have Bryce Harper
0: free agency. At one
1: point, we were saying, "Oh, is there collusion going on?" There will be right. collusion this time. Oh yeah, and and you can, and the worst part of it is you can't hold it against the owners this time because they really are going to be losing billions and billions of dollars if this doesn't happen. So in my mind, the players' union. Is they're gonna have to take a little bit of a bath, but they do have 2021 in their back pocket with the CBA, and that's when they can say, "Look, we did this because everyone was hurting. Now it's time to to make some of that money back." That would be no. my game plan if I'm the C- yeah. if I'm. You, know what?
2: you guys just made me realize something. I, I thought Chris Bryant was all but gone, but I think because of all this, I think there's a chance that Cuts could resign him.
1: <laughs> so how does it work with the? It already? just hit me. It just
2: hit me that that because he was he is a Scott Boris client. All right. And you know, I don't know how long you guys have been following Chris Bryant's contract situation, but you know, he was in the minor league. He was like
1: what <laughs> yeah, since since like the 8th day of the major leagues. I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just I like, just hit me that like because he the that $200 million contract which he's not going to get that, but let's just say that's what he wanted, that's not going to be out there.
0: I think Chris Bryant is waiting t- to give the Cubs a middle finger.
2: I think he is too. Yeah,
0: But I think, I think, that think that, that, but you, you think so? Yeah,
1: I do. I do. I think that...
0: They burn their brains. No,
1: I agree. I mean... It's like the the Patriots and Brady. Like, obviously, Brady and Belichick had, had their disagreements. But I think Brady won too many times, fell on his sword when it came to contract negotiations. And I think Chris Bryant's going through the same thing with the Cubs. I, I think that marriage is fractured, and he, no. there's no chance no. they'll bring him back. Oh, I well, your day, well, sorry
2: day. for saying anything. I just was like, it just light went on. I'm like, oh, man, there's maybe
1: a <laughs> oh, yeah, and we immediately turned it back off. Well, because
2: before all this happened, I was kind of probably in the same boat, but I guess I forgot all those negative – because I remember his interview when he got sent down, like, in 2015. Boy, he was pissed. He was yeah. like, you should leave the league in home runs and get sent down, but whatever. I was and like, oh, there's this
1: appeal, too. I mean, that, yeah. you know, they, they screwed him on both ends. But yeah, then yeah. when I when yeah, I heard yeah. about
2: that, I thought that wasn't this, Well, he claims it's not him; It's just part of the players' union thing that they have to do. It may seem like it wasn't,
0: but I mean, I, who
2: knows the truth on that?
0: He's got a total line. He's got to, you know, he still got to see teammates and executive. He's got to play that game and says, you know, I let my agent deal with that. You know, you mm-hmm.
1: know. But yeah, never mind. You
2: guys are right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and James, gotta... if
1: it makes you feel better, Brian, James Edwin Scott's torturing me in the comment section by saying he'd be a perfect Red Sox, which he's absolutely right. He would. Yeah. He, and he, and he, he probably a fit.
0: There's a, there's also things that we have to think about. Randy brought up a good. Uh, he had a good comment in a section, which was, you know, how do you what happens with those those teams that. Don't manage their money well The Pirates and the and the Oakland A's You know those small yeah. market teams
2: yeah. Right Although I think Chris Bryant's going to the west coast if he leaves the Cubs Be closer to his baby and his I wife.
1: can guarantee you that Bob Nutting Will be a problem in this entire thing Somewhat, He's going to be a pain in the ass Some way And mm-hmm. uh, he's a guy who gets corporate welfare From the Yankees Well if the Yankees don't have all the surplus to pay him Is
0: he not like top three richest owner
1: Oh yeah I, yeah. I thought when I was trolling him in above the dugout, I think he's worth like five billion dollars. I think he he's stealth, like, not just what the pirates are worth.
0: I think he's like top three of, of the richest owners.
1: Yeah, in the game. he's a total piece of shit, um, <laughs> and he will be a problem a Mitch, in this.
0: He's a Mitch McConnell of MLB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a perfect example. As a perfect comparison, he is. Wh- however, you feel about politics you should be able to admit that mitch McConnell's a colossal pain in the ass to our democracy that is bob nutting in baseball he's <laughs> just a total come. troll job in walking human form so that yeah yeah he got me on on uh bob nutting and now i've lost all of my train of thought going forward because awesome. so black outrage Blackout yeah it really <laughs> is you know yeah. what
0: we could touch is we did talk about uh jeff passing as um One thing he did tweet out a couple days ago was them talking about the minor league season.
1: Yeah, so that's another good angle on this. Really, the prospects in general, um, I personally think if you're going to use any prospects this year and you're going to have expanded rosters, you'll see it. I think that they have to get arbitration, like their pre arb clock has to count for Yeah. Because uh, you can't play this, like, two-month thing here. If you're going to use them, they need to, to get pre arb. That's something the players' union can get as a win. Because, like I said, on the big, the big money factors, they're probably taking a bath on this one. That's something that they can negotiate and say, if you're going to use my guy longer than, like, Vince? he's going to get a, a year of I think
0: Vince blacked out. So what he was talking about was with- – No, no, you are gone for about 10 seconds there.
1: No, am I back?
0: Yeah, you're back now.
1: All right, going through Zoom quarantine troubles. Um, yeah, what I was saying is that that that's like a minor win that the players can get is negotiating. You you up you're up for like five days. You get you get your pre-R beer because they're going to take a bath on the big money issues. I don't you think know, there's a getting any way of getting around that.
0: It's weird because that affects so much. That that's a trickle down effect because there's a lot of value there.
1: Six years from now, five, five six years from now, yeah, uh, it's, that's going to come back to the owners. That's usually how the owners win this battle is they put something into the CBA and three years down the line, players get screwed. If players are yeah. smart again, they would do this and, and safeguard themselves for five years from now.
0: you would see Tampa Bay make a ton of trades. They probably call a Wanda Frank already. There's a lot of things that would happen if. You know, if you're going to give guys service time now, we might as well say, fuck it, let me call up the best
1: players. Use them from day one. It makes it more competitive. And it makes – there's more things for us as fans to watch. Stop making sense. <laughs> like, that's – these are – these to me are, like, Stop very easy it. complicated. Bring up, bring up Clark Schmidt from day one. Have him, have him pitch, pitch me games for the Yankees. The Yankees are going to probably make the playoffs anyway. So Stay,
0: Flor- stay Florio's ass in center field when, when Hicks
1: goes down. Yeah, because the alternative here is these guys get no playing time because are not going to be a minor league. So they're going to get no playing. It's going to stump their growth for two years instead of bringing them up early. You, you eat the year of pre-ARP, but you have a more competitive team theoretically. Oh, we have one big fucking World Baseball Classic full of <laughs> minor league. <laughs> I, <laughs> think Philippe, I think Felipe mentioned the, uh, the World Baseball is. Is. Classic. That's a really good idea, though. I like – see, that idea I like. I don't like the World Baseball Classic being the season. Uh, and, obviously, it's not going to happen in addition to the season. But if you want to have a minor league World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, I am have, all about that. Have a
0: minor league World Baseball Classic. Have, yeah. have a tournament style. Keep them playing. Track their progression. That's what you do.
1: I'd watch that, for sure. How's Puerto Rico's COVID situation? You have it there? Because that's also a nice compromise.
0: You could have it there, um, health-wise. I don't know if the island could sustain it now with the earthquakes going on.
1: Yeah, when are um, they ever like just having peace <laughs> with uh, with? That would just be unbelievable.
0: Because what is it? Uh, it's Miami, Puerto Rico, and Florida that they usually use here, um, and then they use you know, Venezuela and China. But yeah, I think it's Puerto Rico, Miami. It's somewhere else that they play, Puerto Rico, Miami, and somewhere else.
1: Because that's the only problem I see is that you're going to need everything in America for the major league teams, I'm assuming, unless you want to play in, like, college stadiums. Yeah. Because um, there's probably no college season. Like, that's that would be the only thing. But if you have it in a place like Puerto Rico where you're trying to expand to anyway, pretty sweet. Or Vegas. Does Vegas have stadiums yet? Because that would be great. Well, I like the Puerto Rico. Yeah, they have
2: one. They're the minor league stadium.
1: There you go. I don't know if the whole World Baseball Classic could be in one stadium, but it's, uh, it, it's a start. Um, maybe you can split time. Here's another conspiracy theory. Have the Minor League World Baseball Classic in all the markets you're planning on expanding into in a few years and see how it does. <laughs> so not not going to find out about whether you have fans who like baseball than watching Minor League All-Stars compete against each other for national pride. That's a great witness yeah, so You out. know, there's a
2: Facebook page I've been following since, like, college. It's called, like, Bring Baseball to Charlotte. And, and it started, like, 200 likes. Over, like, eight years later, it probably has, like, 13,000 people liking it. And it's just so funny because it's, like, they Charlotte really wants a baseball team, from what I gather.
1: Oh, yeah. They're Portland, Charlotte. Uh, Orlando, obviously, pushing for it in a very Orlando way. We're going to declare ourselves undefeated like any minute now. It's going to be awesome. Even without a baseball team, we'll be like, yeah, undefeated forever because there's never been a team in Orlando, UCF style. Uh, a resident <laughs> Puerto Rican expert, Renee, has destroyed all of my plans, saying it's not going to be possible <laughs> for anything in 2020, maybe 2021.
2: Our, our um, Puerto Rican correspondent, Renee, yeah. of course.
1: He is our Puerto Rican expert.
2: What the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you you too, but Renee has lived on the island for many, many years. Uh he doesn't now, but he wait well like during the whole hurricane, he was Actually,
0: like Renee, Rene, I was gonna say he migrated because of the hurricane.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean he was our inside source for everything going on mm-hmm. that island, did a fantastic job keeping us on the loop. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, uh, that, but that's my point, Brian and Henry. Is that if you're going to do minor league, if you're going a minor league tournament, have it in some of the best minor league markets that want to be major league markets, see how it goes. <laughs> I don't, I can't work out the logistics entirely, but that would be my well, rough blueprint. What
2: well, kind of find find is funny? So I have a uh, summer league um, baseball team. It's like uh, Division One college guys that come play over the summer in my town. It's like a
1: Cape it's, Cod uh, league know yeah, but it's like
2: the minor league of that
1: yeah, <laughs> basically <okay. laughs> that's, that's getting pretty minor but okay
2: yeah <laughs> it, is, it
0: is
2: so um the, the owner is convinced that we're gonna have a season by ju- like june 1st and the thing is is like you know those games are, are not really attended much anyways <laughs> and i just think like small town america is still going to be scared like to not you know so it's like I just don't think it's going to happen, and I just, my, you know, I, I agree on the professional thing, but I think any levels lower than like Cape Cod, and this league that is in Springfield, and it goes to like maybe Ohio and Pennsylvania, I don't see it. I don't see it happening because it's it's just not attended of when everything's perfect in the world anyway. That's where
0: you, that's where you gotta you have to be careful because those are the leagues that are clearly doing it for money and nothing else.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, they have to, I mean, there's not, there's hardly any money in it as it is when things are good, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I can share you even more anecdotally and even more minor league wise, my uh, coed softball team over here in crazy Florida, where we don't even have laws. They have gone from being like, "Ah, oh, there's no, there's no softball starting in April. There's no softball starting in May." To like, we'll tell you when there's going to be softball again. So <laughs> these minor league, uh, these like minor, minor, minor leagues. Yeah, I agree with you. They're they're not playing. It's just, I, it's not going to happen. But I mean, league,
2: like this tells you, anything, the prospect league is what it's called. It's two. Their Facebook page has 2,600 likes, so it's not very much. And it's just they have like three towns in where I'm from, but then they have the Chilla Coffee, DuPage, Hannibal, Missouri. Like I don't know, it just it, it kind of goes in the Midwest slash Pennsylvania. Yeah, and I just I'm sure there's other pro- leagues like the Prospect League. I just can't see it, and but yet everyone wants to be over optimistic, and I, I think even the minor league level would struggle for attendance, possibly.
1: Yeah, I think those are fair takes. I'm looking to back at this. I think the the finance part, obviously, is the most important thing that has to get figured out. I'm looking back at this Fasan article, um, and he says, instead of the $4 billion plus in collective salary they're owed, they're going to get $170 million they negotiated in a late March agreement with MLB. That money runs out at the end of May which for leverages for leverage purposes, you'll see why later again aligns with there being movement toward a plan around that time. So what he's saying is that basically everyone is being paid through May 31st. That's why May 31st also is kind of a doomsday scenario because you need to figure out if there's going to be a season by then, uh, not only f- to have spring training ramp up in time to have a season worth the shit, but also because fl- everyone's going to stop getting paid. <laughs> so That's another, like all of these things, it's not only it's the timeline that has to be worked out. It's also the slice of the pie everyone's going to get. That's the one barrier. But like I said, my official stance on this is players are going to have to take a hit at the top. They can get a few concessions at the bottom and they can make up for it after 2021. When uh, all well, their jobs, it's are
2: kind of like before. what you said before about you know Major League Baseball being a ten billion dollar industry. Unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, is money drives all this.
1: Yeah, you know, that people amazing. say
2: health is the most important thing, and and ideally health is the most important thing. But let's be real, to a lot of people, money is the most important. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> back to money,
1: and that trickles down from the top. It's not even just baseball. It that like. No, our- our government, both local and federal, wants baseball to happen. <laughs> that is, right. there's no... President and I don't want to sound like a hater. An I'm just saying, like, if this falls
2: a- apart in the backlash of this, I mean... It's so huge. It's not-
1: no, that, but that's that's part of the point, though, is, like, even our White House administration wants this to happen because it's a little bit of a healing For pra- It's going to make things a little more normal and right. a little bit better. And he's got an election coming up in November. then you have the local governments who want to have that – any governor right now in the U.S. wants to look at a state and be like, we're out of it. The worst is behind us. We're opening things back up. We're easing social distancing. The cases are going down, and you've got baseball to watch. If they can reach that point, they've made their political careers. (laughs) If it backfires, they've ruined it.
0: I don't want baseball to be California beaches. Hooray, the beaches are open. Oh, shit, everybody's there. Close the beaches.
1: Right. Uh, it's 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 definitely a dance. I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying every single level of this has incentive for there to be baseball, and there will be baseball. It's just that's where I'm at. I'll be color me shocked. You can rub it in my face. If there's not, I'm 99. No, I, I'm, with will you. Be baseball. I'm,
0: I'm with you. I'm with
1: you. Yeah. I
2: mean, if there's baseball, I'm going to be kind of pissed at myself for buying probably $200 worth of games to prepare for sport. Not no
1: sports for the next eight months. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the one downside, but the, uh, yeah. I, and really the thing, Brian, you brought it up earlier that, that is upsetting is how, and when will we have fans at the game? Mm-hmm. I would like to think by October, November, when the playoffs would start, there will be fans in every ballpark. That's, yeah. I think that's on the table. I mean, it's not a guarantee. We have. To I, my my
2: thing is, I, I think it's, we don't have it until there's a vaccine.
1: I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I really don't. Because even <laughs> okay. if you have a vaccine, there's no guarantee it's going to work. You don't know when it's, it's going to be put into play. It's definitely not going to be during the 2020 baseball season. So, I just, again... I think there's a 100% effective way to go about this. And that's what you just said. And there's a way that baseball and sports are going to go about it, which is like, you know, 75 to 80% success rate. It's not 100%, but they're going to do it because there's billions of dollars on the line. So I, 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 I would be shocked if you had a postseason of which there were no fans present. I just can't.
0: I hope that.
1: Yeah. And I hope, uh, yeah, I'm not, that I won't guarantee because, again, I think baseball is the bottom line. There has to be games, um, and they will make sure that happens. But as far as the fans' involvement, we'll see.
0: I've never not wanted a refund ever in my life, more than I don't want a refund from the Yankees for my tickets.
1: <laughs> How many did did you – so were you already, like, deep into it? Oh, we already
0: paid. We paid, uh, we paid for our 20-game season. So what happens games. with
1: that? What's the uh, latest?
0: We get refunded for – I think all games that were missed so far. So,
1: oh, you do? Okay.
2: Cubs did their own uh, thing too for same kind of deals, like games that were
1: missed. Yeah, they, I think
0: they're only refunding technically missed games so far.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I think we've pretty much hit on everything. Are we prepared um, to be in the stands like this? That'd be kind of cool, you know. That would be cool if you can make. Here's another way you can profit on this: you can make masks with your team logo. They oh my
2: gosh, fanatics will get on that tomorrow. You, I
1: remember. Yeah. I th- I thought this was so cool. The Phillies, like during their '08 playoff run, probably '09 as well. They had those those towels. They had like whiteouts, basically, in the crowd. You knew that with masks. That's intimidating. <laughs> I, have a I have a Yankees mask. Yeah. If there well, Yankee masks in the crowd, like, I'd be shitting my pants if I was in that stadium. So,
2: I don't think this will surprise you, but I looked on Fanatics a couple weeks ago, because I'm like, well, if we're going to do this mask thing, I might as well try to make it cool and get a Cubs one. No yeah. MLB ones have been made by an official thing. NFL, though, had a...
1: Well, that's no surprise. I'm yeah. assuming that you're going to say NFL already has masks. I mean, they are they they outmarket MLB any day of the week. <laughs> I don't think anyone could argue that. Um, but I have seen it. I don't know if they're Chinese knockoffs on Facebook or not. But they I have probably seen, are. Yeah, I have seen MLB masks out there. I don't know if they're effective at all, but I've seen yeah. them.
0: I think they're masks that are like, mask coverings. They go over your real masks. I don't think they're designed. Uh, they're not yeah, medical or
2: Oh, the ones that on the fanatics ones. Yeah. Oh.
1: But even oh. so, like. It'll get me
2: into Walmart.
1: (laughs) You mask giveaways every day. (laughs) Every
2: game. Right, right, right. That is a good idea. Walmart
0: was already the strangest place on earth before all of this. (laughs) You know know who's happy that the season is taking longer because he thinks that he can get another contract somehow is Albert Pujols. Did you see that? No. Albert Pujols says he hasn't closed the door on playing past his contract, which ends in 2021.
1: Well, i think 30 teams have probably closed that door for him but... <laughs> he's
0: definitely quarantining the good stuff
1: yeah a man can dream i've got no hey
2: Planner Fasciatis, he's had multiple how many months to heal from it now what does he yeah. have left
1: on his contract two years
2: next year, yeah. right? two year next
1: year end of 2021 yeah okay that's a big end uh, next two free agency years are, are interesting Next Gosh,
2: I feel so old. I remember I was in college when he signed that contract. I'm so old. I was at college at a, at a Cardinals university. What year was that? So 2011. We, you feel young. Yeah. <laughs> 2011,
1: I was working professionally <laughs> and living in Connecticut. You don't look that. How old are you? I'm <laughs> 32. So I wasn't that far out of college. Henry, okay, was, I'm 31.
2: I'm 31. You guys are young
1: yeah i was
2: so you ben, you look like you're around my age i was like man you, guys both, a,
1: you, got that, people, my, you got that
0: my you got older than me that's the best part and i'm the
1: oldest. One. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i take off my hat i'll age five years but um i'll take that <laughs> That works for me but uh yeah and we both look older than henry who's like seven years young or older than us um <laughs> anyway i think we've pretty much covered everything. We're gonna see. This was good. We, I mean, there was a lot of participation, a lot of viewership. I think that pretty much indicates what people want. Uh, as much as we love going role players every week, I think that one of these every so often is good. Um, so you know, we
0: need some. We need giveaways with masks, bobbleheads with masks on.
1: I, there's so much you can do with masks. I bet in the Asian <laughs> leagues they've already done it randomly, like before COVID ever happened. We definitely <laughs> bring that over here. So. Uh, and Felipe said Yadier Molina also said the same. Yadier, the Molina brothers, though, do play until they're like 60, I feel like, and they're catchers, which makes no sense.
0: Yeah, but Molina isn't as old as uh, as Pujols, so that one kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, but he's a catcher. My friend
2: has a theory that anytime everyone's bored, Yadier Molina just says something on Instagram to get everyone riled up, but he doesn't mean it.
1: I could see that. He's trolled before, hasn't he? You know, he? like
2: – you know, he's just smarter than everyone. You know, I mean, he fought with Chris Bryant last year out of randomly. Like, it just. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Machado had his fun, too, in his free agency year with his trolling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they get a kick out of that. But anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, We're at the top of the hour here. Thank you again, everyone, for joining. Um, Dong City will be back next week, Monday nights, As always, we will give you a tease as to what's to come once we figure it out ourselves. If anyone has any suggestions, always the case, feel free to reach out to Henry or I or make a status or whatever you want, and, uh, and we will consider it. So thank you, Brian, again, for being our guest here, and have a great night. Dong City, bitches. Bye, Felicias.